Praise God. Amen. Is everybody happy? Praise God. Amen. We're very glad to be back in the house of the Lord tonight. Thank God for his word, for his mercies, and for all of you that are here tonight and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Thank um, Sister Rosie for that good word. And um, also this morning, we thank God for the word and our brother, John. We pray for him as he goes to Mexico. And when he comes back, when he returns, the Lord will lead him again this way. We, we thank the Lord for all of his mercies. And thank you for the word again. We thank Sister Joni for that precious, wonderful chapter. That was a beautiful chapter. Uh, that and a perfect word, perfect timing. Did you all did you all receive it? Did you all get it this morning? See, you have a Bible and you have been a Christian for a while. But um it's like a child that goes to school and doesn't learn anything. See, and the teacher don't explain or put it in a way where that child can grasp it. Well, the Bible is a mystery. It's God's word. It's hidden. And God must raise up um, a ministry that can explain explain these messages to us. You cannot just run through the Bible. You know, when you're just when you're just a Christian, a young Christian, you just got saved, then you get all excited. Okay? Like a child. When the uh, one-year-old child, it's, it's okay for them to run up and down. Two years old and so on. But there comes a time when it's not okay. That child needs to begin to settle down. The, the same thing the same thing in the things of um, of the Spirit of God. When I was a child, I act like a child. I speak like a child. But when I became a man, a man of God, a woman of God, I put away childish things. That means you you um, exercising your faith. You're walking by faith. See, not by feelings. Well, Lord, I didn't feel you today. And you get all excited. You're with me. But you know the word of God. You understand the word of God. See, you walk by, you walk by faith, and not by, and not by sight. You begin to, you begin to look at the word of God. You begin to understand what the, um, what the spirit, what the spirit is saying unto the church. So this, this Bible deals with a lot of things all our lives, and we. Uh, we, um, we, we need to settle down more and you get your Bible out and you look at the Bible. Um, I'm not against a uh, cell phone. It's up to you. But I like a regular Bible so I can mark it. And I can uh, turn the pages of the Bible where I... So I encourage anybody, anybody to have one of these Bible and uh, begin to look at it and to study, not just read alone but study meditate and the, the the one that meditates he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season 
his leaves also. That's your, your life, your testimony. See, you'll always be fruitful. His leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The, the Bible is also, um, it's a book of also history. And it, um, it deals with the history of man. It's a book of, uh, well, it's an eternal word because it goes out in Revelations 21 and 22. When you reach Revelations 21 and 22, that's dealing with eternity. Okay, uh, the Revelations 20, that is the end of this side. Okay, you go through a millennium for a thousand years. Then you come to the uh, last chapter of of uh, Revelations 20, let me last verse there, uh, and of course, um, small and great stand before God, and um, those who are not found in the Lamb's book of life or written in the book of life will be cast into into the lake of fire. Okay, that's um, and they're gone, and then even the devil is there. See, there's only two places. Eternity or the lake of fire. It's not that you have a whole bunch of choices. It's eternity. All of us here. Okay. It's either. Um, the lake of fire or the kingdom. Very simple. It's not well. Some go here. Some go there. Second chances. It's either that you're in, in the kingdom. Of God. Forever and ever. Or you're in the lake of fire forever and ever. That's very very simple. And it's your choice. It's not God that puts you there. It's your choice. You you or I follow the devil. And so we end up there. That's what the Bible says. So it's not, well, um, you know, uh, and you guess like that. It's not like that. It's just that if you have Christ and you follow the word of God, you're obedient and you do not cause trouble in the church. If you cause trouble, God is going to judge you. You don't cause trouble in the church. Um then uh, God will know that you will not cause trouble in the kingdom. If you cause trouble in the church, then you would cause trouble in the kingdom. If God put you in there with that spirit. So the church is where we get all of these spirits out. And your case has to be dealt with. Your case individually has to be dealt with. Somebody said, don't deal with my case. But if your case is not dealt with in the church, because the church is a judgment seat. It's where we are dealt with. You're going to come on a conviction. The preacher will preach and you will get, you will hear a message that it's directly for you. Even if he's not talking about you, but because you have a conscience, you have a, uh, you have that inner uh, conviction, so you know. So when you hear that to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. So you begin to Lord right there. You don't even have to raise your hands and make everybody know. But right there you begin to repent. Because the Lord hears you. And say, Lord, that word is for me. I'm asking you to forgive me. But when you hear that word that convict you. And you get upset. You leave the church. You get mad. You, uh, you don't want to hear it. And you, you're, you're sinning. You know, we're sinning. We're doing wrong. But we don't want to hear the word of God. Don't tell me that I'm sinning. Let me do it. I'm a special Special person. God doesn't mark my sin. Give me the scripture for that. Because God's no respecter of person. 
God doesn't respect you because your name is, you know, uh, my name, Harold. God doesn't respect. See, but, but it's he that feareth God in every nation. He that feareth God and worketh righteousness is accepted of him. So he that doeth right, God will bless you and reward you for the, um, the right thing. You do wrong, God will also reward you. And the wages of sin is death. So we, we repent and we ask God to forgive us of our sins. Ask him to help us and to cleanse us. But don't stick your chest out like you're special. And a pastor deal with your sin. You're sinning and you want to get away with it. You just sin and it's free. It's You do what you want to do. No, it's still sin. You're, you have to pay. We have to pay. And we have to ask God to, to forgive us. And that includes all of us. Not just one, everybody. That goes for everybody. See, it's not, well, some some can get away and some, no, everybody has to repent. But isn't God good that God gives us a way through the blood of Jesus Christ that that we can um, that we can uh, have and receive forgiveness of sin? Uh, um, you had, uh, we had wonderful lessons, like I said this morning. And remember now that uh, Isaiah back there, there was no Gentiles like church at that time. So God was dealing, God was dealing with Israel and he's still dealing with Israel. A lot of these scriptures were written and meant for Israel, but oh, the, the wonder of God that God knows and his plan. And he knows that Israel would, um, would go into captivity See, because right now Israel is in captivity. But God brought a Gentile church. You see, but the church, uh, the Gentile church is almost over. See, at the end of the times of the Gentiles, the Gentile age comes to an end. Then God will uh, catch away the church and uh, begin to uh, deal with Israel somewhere uh, in the seventh chapter of Revelation. And Israel will be restored to our God. Uh, with um, on the, I think under the ministry of Elijah isn't that wonderful we see 144,000 there and uh, God's going to have many many more okay but uh, and then a, a, a number in the same 7th chapter of Revelation that cannot be numbered uh, God is um, that's Gentiles and who are these and these will come through the church uh, they um they go through the great tribulation because uh, John said it. Uh, I mean, the angel said it to John. These are they that came out of great tribulation. So you cannot dispute uh, that. You said, well, is the church going to through the great tribulation? Well, a part of the church, the greatest part of the church is going to go through the great tribulation. So you can sit back and say, no, no, no. But you need to make those changes and make your garment white. See, you have to wash, uh, get washed, your spirit, your soul, your body in the blood of Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter um, 1. Okay, now I'm trying to work my way now over to Isaiah. Uh, but in the 41st chapter of the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 41, a part of it is similar to the 44th um, chapter 
the early part. When in verse 7, 17, if you just turn Isaiah 41, verse 17, and because God was dealing with uh, Israel. Uh, now, you remember I've told you before that you have Israel, and then you have, uh, yeah, they call it, sometimes called Jacob and Israel. Jacob is both um, uh, the, the ten tribes and the other two tribes together. That's Jacob. And Israel was in the um, was in captivity at that time. Remember, they broke off under under uh, Rehoboam, Jeroboam, and then they were in captivity. Uh, but when when the Lord returned, uh, they're not going to be two um, two nations anymore, but there will be one nation. You remember the two sticks of Zechariah? I've touched that, right? Beauty and bonds. So beauty and beauty and bands will become one state in the hand of the Lord. God's plan and God's right and track. Not, nothing can happen that surprise God. Nothing at all. See, God's plan is is uh, right on course. And you said, "Oh, God didn't know. God knows everything." See, you're sitting here tonight because God wanted you, and God is because of God while you're here. Okay. And if you're not here. It's uh, the Lord knows. Now, uh, in verse 17, I just wanted to tie these together before I go forward. Uh, chapter 41, verse 17. This is a beautiful chapter also. Okay, I could go to verse 14. Fear not, thou worm Jacob, and ye men of Israel. See, Jacob and Israel. Did I just told you that? See, Jacob and Israel sometimes called. I will help thee. Said the Lord, and thy said the Lord and thy redeemer. So he's the Lord and he's a redeemer, and he's the holy one of Israel. See, when you go back and read New Testament, uh, Old Testament scripture, when you go over in Revelations and uh, these books, even when you go to Daniel, you Ezekiel, and so you begin to understand more. But it's when you just jump over into Revelation and Matthew, you don't understand. Uh, and you grab a verse here and you grab a, a verse here and you're proving that the church is not going to go through the tribulation or the church is going to go through the tri tribulation and this scripture say this, this. No, you've got to have a knowledge of the Old Testament, the Old and the New Testament uh, have to go together. So it said, Behold, I will make thee a sharp uh, threshing instruments with having teeth when you go over in in uh, like say um, you go over into uh, revelations again you'll find this sharp instrument the sickle and you begin to have an, a better idea uh, uh, and so thou shalt thresh the mountains okay uh, and beat them small so that's talking about Israel the, the Israel was the threshing instrument of God that he used to thresh, and he's going to use her mightily. Zechariah chapter 14, even in Armageddon. Anyway, so let's uh, let's go and and shall make the hills as chaff. Uh, thou shalt fan them, and the wind shall carry them away. Uh, what wind? See now, when you see that word, the wind. Remember, hold back the wind in Revelation. That wind that's going to blow, uh, and it says. That's the judgment of God that's coming. So when you read these things, you begin to be able to, oh, I see, because it's begin to explain. So when you go forward in Scripture, 
you already have a background, the wind. What's the wind? Uh, what's the wind? They're going to hold back. And the whirlwind shall scatter them. And thou shalt rejoice in the Lord and shalt glory in the Holy One of Israel. Now, here, this is beautiful. That goes along uh, with chapter 44, uh, the first part, when I will pour water in him uh, uh, that is thirsty. Okay? But here in uh, chapter uh, 7, uh, chapter what? Uh, 41, verse verse 17 says, says, uh, when the poor, notice, when the poor and needy seek water and there is none. Okay? So the Lord used a natural, um, a natural thing to bring out uh, a spiritual to show you. When the poor and the needy uh, seek water and there is none. Uh, Israel became dry. When uh, Israel sought the Lord and when they would seek for water, uh, there was none. When Jesus Christ came, you remember what he said? If any man thirst, uh, let him come unto me and drink. He, he, um, he offered water because they were poor. But even at that time, they, they weren't seeking water. But 120 in the upper room begin to seek water. And he pour out his water, open up the windows of heaven, and he begin to bless them. So when the poor and needy seek water, and there is none. Okay? I know naturally too, but this more so spiritually, there's no water. You go to a church, it's dry. The wells are dry. The, the church is dry. The preacher is dry. He's not giving you a revelation. He doesn't know. He doesn't understand. In other words, you want to you want, you want drink from the water of life. You want to drink from the word of God. You want to quench your thirst. But you, you, you sit there and there's no quenching. You don't understand. There's no light shining in your spirit. You know when you're drinking and you sit there and be quiet. But a word comes and say, oh my God, thank you for that. You know what God just did? Gave you a drink. Whenever you see a light, oh my God. When you begin to oh, see the scriptures, see, you're drinking. See, you drink the water. The water with knowledge. Your mind is opening. Your understanding is opening. That's a drink you got. You go to a convention and somebody get up and bless you. Oh my God, what a drink. But somebody get up and just talk, 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 or jump and scream and shout. You didn't get anything. You hear words, but you didn't understand. See, but you have to hear something. So you're poor. Aren't you poor? Blessed are the poor in spirit. It doesn't mean poor financially. Uh, I got no money in my pocket. You can have all the money, but you're still poor. Remember Laodicean church and the Lord was inviting them for a drink. He said, come and buy of me gold and silver. And they could have, buy, uh, they could have bought from the Lord, he says, but they didn't. When the poor and needy seek water and they were poor they were they were going into captivity and if you know the history of Israel how they went in captivity how they were treated okay what happened to them under the Assyrian captivity Judah what happened during the Babylonian captivity when Titus went to Jerusalem and read all those history and you understand what they went through then you begin to appreciate these scriptures so he said he said, when the poor and needy seek water, and there is none. Can't find. Uh, remember Amos uh, tells you that they will run uh, to and four, but there's a famine for 
uh, not for bread and water, but for the word of God, hearing the word of God. And they will go from sea to sea, from uh, one end of the corner of the world to the other, and they will not find it. Isn't that sad? Well, we're living in that time right now. You hear preaching, but you don't hear a knowledge of the word that can prepare you for the kingdom or for the first resurrection. When the poor and needy seek water, for what? Uh, uh, that's the eternal water. That's life you're seeking for so you can be in the kingdom. But there is none. You can't find that water because the wells are dry. They, 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 there's a lack of understanding. Okay, And the preachers have not prepared themselves uh, to, to feed the people, feed the flock of God that is among you. And there is none. It's not available. There's none. And their tongues. Oh, well, you see that? And their tongues fail it for thirst. They what? Their tongues fail it for, for thirst. Now on the, on the day of Pentecost, what did the Lord do to those 120 that were seeking for water? What did he do? He filled them with the Holy Ghost. And where did they receive it? And they began to speak because they, their, their, their tongues were thirsty. And they began to speak with other, th other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them at right? Were they thirsty? Were they thirsty? When you come to church and you are thirsty, but if you're proud and you are thirsty and you don't want to hear the word of God, you already have it. You leave dry. Uh, but uh, the scripture says, the Beatitude says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Uh, you see, uh, you have to be poor in spirit. And when your tongues are, are thirsty, oh my, I want a drink of the Holy Spirit. So it says, when the poor and needy seek water and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst. See a person dying for thirst. Their tongue dried up, uh, 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 sticking to the roof of their mouth and Said, what, what's going to happen? I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. For the thirsty person. One that need a drink. Do you get that? You don't have to wait for anyone to touch God for you. When you, got th you get thirsty for God, you have to get thirsty for God. You have to seek God. If you sit back and waiting for that person... To seek God for you or give you something or tell you where God is, <coughs> you are, you're gonna be, you're gonna be in trouble. But are you thirsty? It's an individual thing. See, when the poor, you're poor. You're not rich. You're not rich in your spirit. You're not proud and stuck up. You, you're not, uh, 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 beyond, uh, teaching. But you have a teachable spirit. And you need God. You need God. You don't feel as. If you are ready in the kingdom. Okay. And you'll not take on a spirit of Lucifer. I. Me. My. We. Us. But it's Lord. What is your will? What is your purpose? Okay. Did God tell you to do that? Did God tell you to say that? It's powerful here. He said, I, the Lord God, I, the God of Israel, will not want. He said, I will hear them. I'll hear them when they pray. I'll hear them when they cry. Now, your, your tongue is so thirsty, and you cannot even get out words of English. 
But God give you another tongue. To the world it might sound like a blah, 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 blah. But they all began to speak. With tongues. As the spirit gave them out one. Who were those? Those were the thirsty, hungry ones. And they were thirsty for God. And the Holy Ghost came down on them. And filled them. And they began to speak with other tongues. A different language. That's what will happen to you. You'll speak in a different language. And they begin to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit of God gave them utterance. He said, I the Lord will hear them. I the God of Israel will not. See that word? Will not. If you can get that in your heart. He will not forsake you. He will not forsake the poor. And the needy that seek for water. I will not uh, for forsake them. Okay. And what will he do? Come on. See what he's going to do. Can you see that? I will verse what? 18. Said I will pour. I will open rivers. You get that? In high places. What's the rivers? Huh? What's the river? Remember when Christ came? Huh? Out of his innermost being. If you're thirsty. Right, did, did, what did Jesus say in, in John? Uh, when he cried there in John chapter. What was it? Six? Uh, uh, seven? No, just uh, hold this scripture and just somebody turn and read that for me. On the last day of the feast, notice they were they were feasting. They had they had well. Um, uh, uh, can you pause that right there and let's go to John chapter seven, verse thirty-seven, so everybody can see that. Uh, John chapter seven and verse uh, uh, thirty-seven. God's giving us a wonderful lesson, isn't it? Look at uh, verse, uh, turn there for me so I can read it. John chapter 7, verse uh, 37 says, um, read for me. In the last days, in the last days, that great day of the feast. Now, now that the last day. So by this time, now everybody should be full. Okay, nobody's thirsty. You know when you're leaving a feast? Man, what, what they say? Man, I'm so filled up. I had so much to drink. Am I right? See, they're full and they're not thirsty. But here was Jesus crying out now after the feast, the last day. I said, is, is anybody hungry? Anybody thirsty? Yeah? You didn't get enough to satisfy you from that uh, party you're coming from? If any man thirsts, you didn't get enough from the world. The world didn't satisfy you. You've been in the world all your life. And you've been eating and drinking. But are you now thirsty? Do you want more? Are you tired? Eh? He's calling to the ones that were tired. They had had enough of the world. You've got to get to where you have enough. So he said the last day. That uh, a great day of the feast. The biggest time. The most of food. Everything. Jesus stood and cried. Saying. If any man thirsts. Now this was not thirsting for natural food. But now you've tried all of that. But there's something inside of you. That was not satisfied. What was it? God. You want God. You've tried religion. You've tried everything. But, uh, but you're not satisfied. People said all kind of things to you. Trying to uh, uh, give you their opinion of God. But that doesn't satisfy. He said. Uh, he said. If any man thirsts. Let him come unto who? To me. That's the only one that can quench your thirst. You can go to different people. 
but that doesn't quench your thirst. Let him come unto me and you have to drink. Come unto me and drink. Are you drinking? Huh? If you sit there, you can sit in your seat and your mind's going all over the world. You're thinking and you're not focused. You've lost. You're not drinking. But if you sit there and says, in the name of Jesus, I want it. I'm going to drink the word. I'm going to drink of his spirit. You get that? There's something that you have to do. You have to get thirsty and you have to want to drink. And you have to start drinking. Otherwise, you're going to die spiritually. He says that you come unto me and drink. Sons of Solomon say, drink. Yea, my beloved, drink. Okay? Drink all of it. Then verse, uh, verse where? 38 is it? He that believeth on me. Do you believe? That's the starting point. He that, you have to believe that he is the only one. The only way. He that believeth on me as the scripture. What a word. You got to go through the word. See, he points you to the scripture as the scripture had said. Now, you got to find that and match it. Okay? It's not just going on and on. You have to go back and say, what does the scripture say? As the scripture had said, out of his uh, belly, that's your spirit. So, in other words, he's going to create a, a, a river or rivers of water in your spirit. Says that out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Uh, now, now, you see that now? But the scripture gives its own interpretation. Otherwise, how would you know that? They had not yet received the spirit. So here in Isaiah, it's talking about pouring out water in him that is thirsty. So it continue in John and all over the scriptures. So verse uh, 39 uh, says, but this spake he, what was he talking about? But this spake he, read it, of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive. That's the river. Out of his innermost being would flow rivers of what? Of living water. That's the river right there. Do you feel that river, that joy, that spirit, that when you lift your hands and you're singing and praise the Lord and glory to God? That's the river. Out of his innermost being shall flow river. You try tonight. Get down on your face and begin to cry. Cry out to God and see what's going to possess you. There is a river. The streams are off. Shall make glad the cities of God. The holy places. You are the city of God. The tabernacle of the most high. It's you. Okay. God dwelleth not in temples made with hands. But today it's us. It's you. Amen. And uh, it says. But this spake he of the spirit. In which they that believe on him. Should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. But it's now given. Okay? It's now given. Because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus had not yet died. And went back to the Father. And how many? Was it 40 days after? The Holy Ghost came when they were in the upper room. Isn't God's word wonderful? And marvelous? And then the thirsty ones in the upper room. Okay? They were the ones that. But remember now that Jesus plowed them. For three and a half years and farmed them. Remember? The sower that went out to sow in Matthew. Uh, and the sower sowed seeds. Were, were, was he sowing seeds in the heart of Peter? Did he sow seeds in the heart of John? That's the sower was Jesus Christ. 
And now we are still receiving the, uh, the seeds from the apostles uh, through the word of God. Okay, but this key of the Holy Ghost, verse, uh, is that it, verse 40? Um, and many of the people, therefore, when, when they heard this saying, said, of a truth, this is the prophet that, that should come. That's verse 40. This is that prophet that should come. Okay? Uh, that was Jesus Christ. The prophet that, that was prophesied all the way back. Do you see that they searched the scriptures? They understood like a, a prophet like unto me shall Moses, Moses said it. Shall the Lord your God raise up in Deuteronomy chapter 18. Now here was this prophet. Okay, so go back to Isaiah um, chapter um, um, 41 uh, where we were a while ago. Remember I told you to pause there in verse 18. I will open rivers. In high places and fountains in the midst of the valley. Now I know in the millennium God's going to turn this world into a, a, a garden of Eden. Especially more so the land of um, Israel. God's going to do that. See in the millennium. So uh, the cedar trees. There's going to be fruit trees. There's only all kind of things. This world will become, become a garden of Eden. But right now God is working uh, more so on you. And I in the church. And the church is coming to a close. So when the church age is over. When the church age is over. That means God return. Okay. I will visit the Gentiles. And take out of the Gentiles a people for his name. Once he get that. Then after this I will return. And rebuild the tabernacle of David. That's thrown down. So the Gentile. He's not going to have him forever. Until the millennium. Okay, there will be a continuous move always among the, the, the tribes and the nations. He tells you in Revelation of the world. But right now, what God is working on is on um, uh, uh, the elect. Okay, to be in the first resurrection, the kingdom phase, uh, the, the bride of Christ. Call it the first fruits. You can put whatever name you want to. But they are the go before ones. But they, are, they wash their robes. Okay, you have to wash this, not this, but the Adamic robe, your spirit, your mind, where you have the mind of Christ. You have to wash it oh, unto him that loved us. You have to let Jesus wash it for you. Revelation chapter 1. Uh, uh, then it goes on there. It tells you, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He's got to wash you, otherwise you're not cleansed. And then he make a new person, a new image out of you. The, the old man, the old you is gone. And if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, I make everything new. I will open rivers in high places. And fountains in the midst of the valley. You know, uh, the high places and the low places. Doesn't matter where you are in life. That water will reach you. Okay. Uh, I will make the wilderness... A pool of water. He's going to go out there and put pools in the will, out there in the wilderness. The desert out there will blossom and rejoice as a rose. See? And the dry land. Springs of water. Dry. As springs. You know? Your life. Your church. Your family. And before you know it, your son, your daughter begin to praise God. That's a dry land. 
that was a dry place. That boy wouldn't go to church. That, right, that daughter didn't love God. But look at them now. My, can you see how there's water all around and you look and say, where did that water come from? The Lord said he would do it. Even in your own life, he said, I will open rivers in high places. I know naturally too, you give, he open up, give you a nice job. He can. But not, not, that's not what I'm focusing on tonight. I'm focusing, I'm focusing on the spirit of God touching you. Okay? Uh, and working in your life. See, and fountains in the midst of the valley. You're, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God's with you. He opened up what? Fountains of water in the valley. Uh, look there and it's dry. All of these dry places. I will make the wilderness a pool. You're going to the wilderness out there all by yourself. The wilderness, you're, you're by yourself. You're lonely. And suddenly, suddenly, you look ahead. And there's a pool. There's a move of God. You look ahead. Going through this wilderness. And look. Monday morning. And boy you had a hard time at work. But you just made it home. Had something to eat or whatever. Grab your Bibles. Put your feet up. Open the Bible and write there. Before you a pool springs up. A spool of revelation. A spool of truth. A knowledge. God gives you a big revelation. And he wets your mind with the spirit. And you begin to shout all by yourself. And tears begin to come down your face. That's pools. Yes I know he's going to do it over in Israel. In the millennium. But I'm talking about now. I'm talking about right now. In your life. And the dry land. Springs of water. The dry land. You tried it. Eh? All areas of your life. You're dry. Tried it. Eh? You don't you don't feel no God there. You uh you 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 run to uh you run to someone and for for help, but they are also drier than you. Uh, uh you go and you talk all day, you come away nothing because you're going to a dry well a dry source, but they don't know they're dry, and you don't know they're dry. So you go there for think that they're going to give you some water, but you're going to the wrong source. When you should have gone to the Lord. That by the Holy Spirit. Not by my. Not by power but by my spirit. That by the Holy Ghost. God would pour out his spirit upon you. Amen. And the dry land. If you don't believe me. You start asking him to wet you. Spend time with him. Begin to seek the Lord. And you find out. You'll come to church even starting next week. Begin to. Feel more different, smile more. Your life's gonna change. If somebody wanna waste your time on the phone, he said, Look, um, I got something important to do. Can I call you back? <coughs> and you go and let the, the Lord pour the water. Some of us is because people take our time and cut you short and dry. And you spend too many times with them. You know that? You talk and I gotta I gotta I gotta take them out, I gotta go see them. Yes, it's alright to fellowship every once in a while. But you do more times with Jesus. Amen. You know that? Oh, I'm, I'm lonely. Well, it's because you're not uh, fellowshipping with the Lord. When you fellowship with God, oh my goodness, you don't know. Alone with God. Alone. When you're alone with God, you're not alone. And uh, 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 Jacob hung on to him and said, don't leave me. Bless me. See? When the Lord uh, 
uh, will come down and talk to your spirit. Uh, have you ever had that experience alone and yet you're not alone? Try uh, Everybody's gone and you decide that today I'm going to turn the TV off. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm just going to fellowship. Fellowship with the Lord. A night, well, one night you said, oh, I don't have to work tomorrow. I think I'll just stay up with the Lord and see what it feels like. And you begin to pray and seek God and your tongue that was cleaving to your roof. Remember? Your dry tongue that was sticking to your roof before you know it. Begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God give out. Loose your tongue. See? That's what's going on there. You're having a loose tongue. And you're filled with the Holy Ghost. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak. With tongue. They were, their tongues were thirsty and dry. But the Lord baptized them with the Holy Ghost. And with fire. Okay. And uh, what's the. Is that the next verse that I. I will plant in the wilderness. The cedar. The shitter tree. And myrtle. And the oil tree. I will set in the desert. The fir tree. And the pine. And the box tree. I know all that in the kingdom. The Lord is going to restore. And Israel is going to be beautiful. Yes there is a natural side. Because even in the millennium. There will be also a natural side there'll be fruit trees and um on either side of the um river and uh the um the bride of christ everybody will eat the fruit of uh from the tree of life but uh more so the bride of christ will not have to eat because of life they already have everlasting life but the earth dwellers will necessarily uh really have to eat the the and the the leaves or for the healing of the nation that's another lesson there's so many lessons in it that God gives us. But are you getting understanding and learning these uh, these things? What if I was running up and down the aisles and jumping and kicking? Would you be learning? See, but I'm a teacher. God gave God gave ministry gift to the church. Okay? He gave apostles for a special reason. Prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers. Okay? Now, if I was an evangelist, I could be jumping and walking, but a teacher don't do that. Rarely you find a teacher will ever do that. Okay, because he has to stand and make sure you have line upon line and precepts upon precepts. Amen? Now, let me get back here. Uh, verse, um, verse what, uh, 20? Okay, that they may see. I know. What, what, what is he doing all these things for? To open your eyes, to give your eyes of understanding. That they may see and know and consider. Oh, this powerful. That's, that's powerful to consider. Paul said, consider what I said. And the Lord gave you understanding. You have to, considering is like you meditate. The pastor preach. You go home and sink it. Let it sink deep down in your heart. Don't let nobody take it away. The only reason why somebody can take the word away. Remember the parables? It, because it was sown on wayside. You didn't prepare your soil. You didn't prepare your heart. You let somebody talk you out of preparing your heart. So what does it say? And some was planted by the wayside. Whose fault was that? Whose fault was it? Your fault. And some, some on stony ground. And some among thorns. Among thorns is who you fellowship with. See, you, are, you can't leave that environment. You like it. Church is over and you run to it. You pull, it pulls you because you like it. And before you know it, the, 
the word is choke. Or the enemy has a chance to pick the word up from you. Because you, you didn't regard the word very much. It didn't, mean, um, it didn't mean a lot to you. The word of God didn't mean very much to you. So you didn't pay attention. You didn't pay attention to it. Are you getting, are you getting the lesson? Hmm? See, it's very important because for you to be in the first resurrection, there has to be a likeness of Christ in you. Let us make man in our own image. In the likeness. You've got to have the same. Uh, what Christ loved, you love that. See, that image and that likeness. Okay, that they may see. Okay, first you have to see. And know. Follow me? Several things you have to do. See. Known. That's knowledge. And consider. And understand together. Alright. What if I was going lightning fast? Would you have gotten up that? But that's important. You just run over it. Okay. That they may see and know uh, and, and consider and so on. And I'm gone. What would you get? What if you go to a college or university and the teacher professors like that? You're not getting it. Huh? Is that the way you teach you if you're teaching the kid? Don't you just stand there and over and rip it? And they get it? You produce some bright students. But you'd get up there and just uh, real quick and read real fast and see. Wondering what you're doing. See? That they that the hand of the Lord had done this. That means you know that's God. Like today we knew that was God. Tonight we know. And the Holy One of Israel had created it. You don't understand. God creates something out of nothing. There was nothing and he plants a church and created it. Okay. He create trees of righteousness. That's you. He changed you from a, a tree that could not produce anything. A land that was not watered and barren and dry. And turn you into your land into pools. Pour water upon him that is thirsty. Let me begin to wind this down now. That they may see. I had that. And know. And consider. Are you writing those points down? Those are points. And understand together. That the hand of the Lord had done this. And the Holy One of Israel had created it. So look what God has done. If any man be in Christ. Do you see what God does in a man being Christ and a new creature? It's a new creation. And one that can see the new man. One that can know. One that can consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord had done this. And the Holy One of Israel had created you. It. Me. All the work that's going on in your life. You know that. You know who you were before. Hmm? You know who you were before. But look at you tonight. Loving on God. You know that's God creating you. Huh? How, how, come, how come nobody can influence you and pull you? Are you listening? Everybody look at me. How come nobody can influence you? Hmm? How come? Because you, you, you come under that. You could be influenced. How come nobody could influence you? Right away you see. You could see through that. Hmm? Because that they may see. Uh, see that. See that you're wrong. Uh, you're, not, you're getting the message. God creates you and you see. 
You get it? You see. But that path is wrong. That path is not what you did is not right. I know. Everything is right there to overcome. I know. And consider. You just don't put your feet down. You ponder. You think. You just don't leap. And nobody can pull on you where you run after. Are you getting that? See the scripture? I break the scripture down for you. You would have read it and never understand. Unless I show you. <laughs> and understand. Together. Hey. Together we understand. That's the elect. We know that that's not true. Because you see what you don't understand is that. You might think is now. But the reward is not given tonight. It's not given tonight. It's when you get to the millennium. The last trumpet. When the Lord returns and his reward is with him. So you're looking for reward tonight. And you say oh I win. No. Or that one win or this one. They win. No. It's not. No reward given tonight. You got to get back. You might run and jump and shout tonight. But tomorrow you got to get back to the Bible. If you're going to. And you still have to be taught. You didn't get it. The millennium. You still have to sit down. And listen to it. And, this, and the, the, the amazing thing is that. You might get the teacher who you reject. Oh heaven is wonderful. Go on man. You look up and see. Oh no. <clears throat> and you think that we learn everything in the church and we got on this side and now just give me my reward. Let me walk street of gold. And when you look that <clears throat> you see somebody sit down and you got him for a thousand years. He's got the job for a thousand years. But it's true though. It's really sound like a joke, but it's true. It's true. It's the one that you had in now that's the one you're going to get the kingdom but you didn't know that so because you have to be and they shall all be taught and he lead them to fountains of water living waters where do you think the fountain are huh? little pools little pools no it's men that they fill up did you feel some water tonight did you feel something springing up this morning all day did you feel that you were in the pool Huh? Refresh, well of water. Can you go home and say, oh, I can drink until Wednesday night I go by. I can't. Thank God for, thank God for the pool, that, the well, the living water, the spring that I have here tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, the scripture is good. That the hand of the Lord had done this. That we are, and the Holy One of Israel had created it. Look, look, what, he, look what he's done. He creates you. New creature. Huh? <clears throat> new creature then it goes on produce your produce your cause said the Lord in other words you got charges God said against him bring it up produce your cause said the Lord bring forth your strong reason get your attorney get your all those that and bring bring it up bring the charge against the Lord against his church your strong reasoning said the Lord or said the king of Jacob that's what God's challenging. God says, go ahead. Go ahead. Bring up your charges, your reasoning. Oh, this church is not. Go ahead and give your reasons. 
But when you lay a charge against the church of God, you're going to have to prove it. Because God picks it up. Oh no, we're not talking about God. We're talking about the pastor. Touch not my anointed. Neither do my prophets no harm. Bring forth your charges. You, you lay a charge. Every accusation against or every charge or every reason has to be judged. Oh, you might lay it, but you think you get away with it. But you can't walk away from it. You lay and God hears it and the recording angel record it. Let them bring that. And, and it's not just, no, it's, it's when you stand before the white throne or even in the kingdom. He judges. And he says, let them bring, for, bring them forth. That's it, you know. Bring forth your charges. Bring them forth. And show us what shall happen. Go ahead and show it. Give the end result. Show me what's going to happen. Somebody says, oh, come on. This is going to happen and this is going to happen. Really? Oh, we're going forth and we're going forward. Really? <laughs> you know, oh, man, we found it. We are, in the way. we are on the firing line, man. We're going forward. Are you? You know better than that. <laughs> Nobody can see. Oh, you got to come and see what we have. I'll see you at the white room. I'll see you at the end of the seven trumpet. But until then, I'm going to stay in the Bible. Because you get there without the Bible, you're in trouble. <laughs> Let them bring forth and show us what shall happen. Or anybody know what shall happen? Hmm? Let them show the former things. What they, what they be. That we may consider them. And know the latter hand. Of them. See because you have now. That which was. Is and is to come. Same. Former. The present. And the future. Show it. Show us. Tell us what God's going to do. Or it's going to end. You never know unless you study this book. That's why it's important. What we're doing right here. Is showing you the former, the present, and the future. Did you get it? You like shouting right now? Am I teaching you right now? You like shouting? Okay. Verse. The same. The same says. Um. Show us the. That we may know. That ye are God. Go back to the. Verse 22. Let them bring them forth. Okay? People charge God. And every person that charge God, God's going to pick it up and try. And show us what shall, what shall happen. Let them show the former things what they be. That we may consider them and know the latter end of them. Or declare us things for to come. Tell us, you know, things which are to come, what would that be? Prophecies. Go into the future and tell us. All right, now you're so great and you know it. Tell me what from here tonight to the end of the millennium, what is God going to do? Go ahead and tell me. Let, let, declare, let me hear. It's not just somebody said, come over and see what we got here. I got something to show you. No, tell me from right on what is God doing and what is he going to do? Show me the things that is to come. Boy, David, stop talking very quickly because they don't know. They don't know. 
They don't know. They don't have an idea. But when you have this book, look, look how powerful even Isaiah is. Look how powerful these scriptures are. Let 23 says, show the things that are to come. Did I just say that? Hereafter. Did I just say that? Huh? Do you see what you have to know? Alright, you're showing me what's going on over there. You're showing me what's going on over there. You're showing me what. Alright, show me. Okay? What's the hand will be? What's the future? That's the way to argue with somebody. Somebody come and say, oh, we got this, we are this, and we have all this, and we have this knowledge. Alright, tell me what's going to happen in the future. Bring this age to a close. How is it going to close? You get that? You, you know. And you already have it. Tell me. Can you stand up on your feet and begin to open this book and declare it? Show the things that are to come hereafter. This is important. Otherwise you're in the dark. Are you in a church that can show you the things that are coming? Hereafter? That we may know that ye are gods. That we may know that you are... Uh, you, you understand. You can interpret. You know the word. Yeah. Yay. Do good or do evil. That we may be dismayed and be holy together. Go ahead and perform whether good miracles or, or what. And uh, give it to us so we can know. Okay. Evil. Good or evil? Show us some sign. Behold. You. <laughs> Behold. I didn't say it. Did I say? Did I say? Do you see how God uh, look at, you know? And behold. You are of nothing. You didn't know that language was so strong. Said all of that you talk, said nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. You are of nothing and your work of done. Nothing and not. How would you like to be in church all your life and it's not? Nothing. Because your spirit is wrong. You're always on the wrong side. You always fellowship with those that's on the wrong side. You never look for the saints. But you're always on the wrong side. You're happy around the unsaved. People that don't love God. But those that love God. You don't want to stay much around them. You are uncomfortable. Behold you are nothing. And your works of naught. An abomination. Is he that chooseth you. God didn't choose them. God, God didn't choose them. 25. I have raised up one. From the north. And he shall come. From the rising, notice here. And he shall come from the rising of the sun. Shall he call upon my name. Was, was a powerful messenger, warrior. That loved God. From the rising of the sun. To the going down there upright. Something like that. He'll be calling upon the name of the Lord. And he shall come upon princess as upon mortar. And has the potter treaded clay. Amen. How many verses left? Okay, let me just finish right there. Who had declared, let's, let's just read on. From the beginning, that we may know. And before 
times that we may say, He is righteous. Yea, there is none that showeth it. Yea, there is none that declareth. Yea, there is none that heareth your words. Next verse. The first shall say to Zion, Behold, behold them. Ah, getting your attention. And I will give to Jerusalem one that bringeth <laughs> good tidings. Anybody knows that? Come on, the word is wonderful. You ought to shout. Do you see where we are? Next verse. For I behold, beheld, and there was no man, even among them, and there was no counselor, that when I asked of them, could answer a word. Is that sad? We're, we're pretty well in that, almost in that condition today. There's no counselor. None who can answer a word. That means a word in season. A right now word where we are. Signs of the time. 29. Behold, they are all vanity. Their works are nothing. Their molten images are wind and See that where? Wind and confusion. The Bible knits together if you will study it. Is that it? Their wind and their confusion. But aren't you glad tonight that we had that word? Hmm? And, and, and if you, it goes on and the same thing that goes on in chapter 44. That's why back to chapter 41 so you could get the other side that's been going on. And he pour water in him that is thirsty. Are you thirsty tonight? Eh? And floods upon the dry ground. So, did you get something this weekend? Okay, sister lady, come receive the offering. And say something. Praise God. Praise God. That's a lot of work. Eh? 